Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of May 30th, 2022, and quite possibly the longest short week of the year. I'm back in the studio with my regular experts, Justin Benning and Ken Timmons. Both Justin and Ken are from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome back to the podcast, gentlemen. Thanks, Molly. Happy late Memorial Day. Yeah, I hope you both had a long, satisfactory weekend. It was great, but that, that's a great intro because it has been a long short week. Yeah, it sure, <laughs> it has. sure has. <laughs> well, that day off might have been necessary given the current lumber market. You know, I've been looking around and resources are showing that lumber prices are at maybe a sixth or seven month low. Some folks are saying the DIYers are cooling off and spending their money elsewhere. But I guess, you know, what we're going to want to know is our price is going to drop more. Are we going to see things start to even out? Will mills start cutting production to remove some supply? I I think I'm just going to turn it over to you guys to give us your update on the lumber market. Cool. Awesome. Well, I was, I was, I would say that we haven't had a, a much of a change from our last podcast. You know, the trend has continued to be mounting against the sawmills. So a lot of downward pressure, price corrections across pretty much every species, uh, every product line. And, and if I had the answer of when that's going to stop, I'd, I'd be a, a genius. What I do know is what's happened, right, in this trend in the last five, six plus weeks. Um, we did feel a little bit of momentum start to build coming back from the holiday, though. Some may call it a short cover rally, but certainly more of a dead cat bounce. There was a short cover rally. Any sort of perkiness that, that occurred um, was swiftly followed in the next couple of trading days with a lackadaisical follow through. With that said, uh, business is still busy and guys are still chewing through wood, but much of like we've talked about here in the, in our recent podcast, and just the approach has been different. It's been very hand to mouth and just in time buying with the perceived risk of further downside, you know, folks are played it pretty close to the best and buying what they want in, in relative terms speaking when they need it. Logistics is not, you know, has no change there, if anything, just maybe worse. Obviously we see fuel prices continue to move upward and uh, that just translates into our overall cost of product. I don't see that changing, probably just getting worse and worse um, at this point until, you know, somebody comes up with a solution to make it stop, but um, that's yet to be seen. So the trend I expect at this point, I don't see anything changing or I don't see anything that makes me, you know, optimistic at this point that we're going to see some sort of surge in, in buying. I think production is running better than it has in quite some time um, out of the South, for sure. Western Canada is still having some some issues there. But we're also, to your point, Molly, you know, you, you, you talk about uh, potential curtailments. I don't think we're that far away, potentially, from Canadians, you know, the folks up north potentially having to do that the cost of having to produce and run lumber. I mean, they're getting up into a point now where pricing is at that it's not profitable or won't soon be. So we'll be interested to see what that will do and if, if what sort of reaction that will cause throughout the market. So all things, you know, all things said, you know, I know we've talked about here for a while too, just the, the concerns in our overall economy. And uh, you've got a lot of economists pointing to a recession. Um, some say we're in one already. We've talked about for, you know, feels like a couple of years we're in la la land, right? 
well, you can't stay in La La Land forever. So I think we're getting a more of a dose of, of reality to some extent, but it's also the makings of what we've, we've created uh, over these past couple of years. So we're, we're, there's a lot of uncertainty and insecurity about the future. So we're, like I said, we, you know, we're, we always say we're, we're spokes in the wheel, um, we're kind of along for the ride. So interesting to see where we go. Um, but you know, positive things, the, the home starts are, you know, we're still around that 1.7. That's a very strong number. There's more equity in people's homes today than there ever has been. And so I do think there's a, there's definitely a pause right now. And people are, are very apprehensive about making maybe some major purchases right now, just based on, on where we're going and, and the overall economic outlook. But with that said, there's still a lot of money in people's hands and the home, if any time I, at least this is my personal opinion, the home has never been more of a, a sanctuary or a place that uh, a safe haven, right? I mean, it's, if you're going to invest something and you, you know, oh, I'm going to hold off on that second property or, or the vacation home. Um, I still think that there's a, a, a desire, a need for people to continue to invest in their home. Um, but I do think we're in a, a spot where people are reassessing things. Um, so anyways, long story short, um, that's kind of my, my quick wrap on that at least, but we're still, there's still a lot of orders going out every day and we're still selling product every single day. It's just, the approach has been different. I completely agree with Justin. I think, um, emphasis on your safe haven in your home and, um, where you live, what your shelter is, is emphasized more than it ever has been before. In big picture, we are a country that is underbuilt with high housing starts and people with pockets or money, money and lining their pockets. Certainly there is a lack of confidence amongst builders. There's no secret there. Financial markets going in, in whatever direction they're going. And, uh, you know, one thing I think that's important to keep in mind is, you know, to Justin's point, maybe a second home or a third home or an investment home makes less sense when mortgage rates are less favorable, you know, to a, um, I would say a, a more analytical, rational thinking, maybe older home buyer. But keep in mind the large sector of homes that we're looking to sell here over the next decade are to first time home buying millennials. Um, and I'm not saying that millennials will not be watching mortgage rates, but keep in mind these, this is a group of people widely stuck in mom and dad's basement after college or, or that, you know, low twenties age with money in their pocket. They got to pay a little bit extra to get out and keep their sanity. I do think it's, it's a generation that possibly in a mortgage rate inflection. Yeah. It just weighs on their decision-making differently than perhaps more analytical groups or age ranges of buyers. So something to keep in mind, they will need homes regardless. Do prices maybe need to reset a bit? Sure. And I think that's a fair, fair statement to make. That being said, there's definitely builders, uh, lumber yards, trust manufacturers, whoever it is in the market. Um, there is a, a lack of confidence and a sense of not doomsday prepping, but you know, being, being prepared for whatever financial uncertainty is coming our way. There is cash participation happening, uh, and futures participation, but not in giant droves and in, in enormous volumes in, in either market. You know, it, it is interesting from the perspective of a lumber trader on one of the largest trading floors in the U S right? Like it's part of our job day in and day out to know the number, know the level, right? Okay. So let's say the, the product price today is P right. And B is the bottom of the market. Well, what, what is B? Where do we define where we think 
<clears throat> we are, as traders are comfortable jumping into the market and saying, this is an investment level. This is a level I'm comfortable with, so on and so forth, which is difficult to, to be confident in what level is liquid. Although I do certainly think they're out there. I would say the, the most notable change since the last time we recorded the podcast from what I'm seeing in the West is there are uh, quite a few people who are trying to find the bottom, right? By the dip, by the bottom, however you want to refer to it. Um, like you said, we are at six month lows, soon to be seventh month lows, likely by the time this podcast comes out, you know, and in theory, whether the bottom is 200, 500, 1000, 2000, 10 bajillion, right? Everyone wants to buy at the bottom, whatever it is. You want to have the cheaper wood than your competitors. You want to sell for a lower average cost on so on and so forth. So with having six, seven month lows, I've been advising most people that maybe it's appropriate to look at 25% of your annual usage. And if you want to play more conservatively, maybe 15%. Really, it, it sounds like a, a big purchase on paper, but when you look at your business from a big picture macro perspective, you know, if you have the financial backing to make a purchase like that, it could really, really benefit your bottom line when you review at the end of this year. And there's been quite a few people willing to, okay, you know, this is my line in the sand. I think we're here. Let's go for it. Maybe you get it, maybe you don't. Uh, but certainly the way to buy the bottom of the market is to always be touching it, engaging with it. The last thing you want to do is throw up your hand and say, nope, I'm going to wait. And then, you know, you miss it and everyone rushes through the, the door at the same time and you're stuck in the crowd. So definitely there's more interest in what the bottom is. There's more putting money where your mouth is, so to speak. There's people making offers. There's people taking some, picking their spots and going. So that's very optimistic on, on the price of lumber. And, you know, right, we are in this falling market in all products. I mean, there's not, I don't think there's a single cute product on the front page of Random Links print uh, last week or tonight when it comes out. So yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uncertainty and uneasiness. So um, I think buyers listening to this podcast or people in position of financing lumber purchases or, or whatever, there's, you know, we can have peace of mind knowing that offers that you're making today, you still have the strength in price negotiations, which is a benefit that doesn't come around often, right? Like we're saying, this is the strongest we've had the price negotiation in our quarter in seven months, for example. So definitely a good time to be checking it out, picking where you can make a good profit, going after it. I would just recommend everybody chases profit, right? Where you can sell, you can buy. So go out and sell it. Okay. So <clears throat> I have a question then related to what you guys have been talking about, and that is, you know, some some uncertainty, et cetera. But this feels a lot like last year when the market started to come down. So I guess my question is, do you do you see this as maybe a similar seasonal adjustment as we get into warmer months, kids are out of school, people are going places, or is this year just too different enough to equate it to last year? It's a really good question. Well, I think it's a, a great... Um a great point and a great, yes, it's, it feels very much like last summer. And I do think that you have a great point. I do see this. I do see people aligning for fall and I do see them wanting to keep things lean through the summer. And I also feel that we could have another tremendous run in front of us soon, soon meaning in the next 90 days. Right. And the problem is, is that, that, you know, I call it, I, I think maybe I've touched on this one or two podcasts, the herd mentality, right? Well, the herd's all laying down in the, in the pasture right now. And well, we've seen what that, what that creates much what we saw, what we've been seeing here when the herd picks up and all we get spooked and they all try to get through, you know, the door at the same time, we see what happens there also. 
So I think that's a real possibility. You know, you get everybody in trying to buy wood at the same time and we see what kind of mayhem that, that can ensue. And, and again, the bottom line to Ken's point, we still are underbuilt and there's still a desire and a need for housing. And so I would not be shocked as we get closer to August, September, and could be sooner than that, obviously. Um, I think we'll find some stability and some levels established in the, in the interim, but I do think we could be in for a, another kind of crazy fall run. And really just to tack onto that, the only difference in those two scenarios is the feeling. All the stats and numbers could be entirely the same, (laughs) but the attitude of the would be different in those scenarios, right? Everyone's standing up waiting to be fed or everyone's laying down, taking a nap. doesn't matter how much grain is in the silo or whatever, right? Like number of cows, all the same. The two scenarios are identical. I think Justin's bringing up a really good point there. I wouldn't be shocked either. I think Molly brought up a great point, but yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, yeah. Uh, Teamwork. Teamwork, guys. (laughs) Need you right now, Molly, because we're we're battling. We're we're. I think all three of us are worn out again. Yeah. A matter of fact, (laughs) definitely cleared you a desk here on the trading floor. You're sitting right between the two of us. Perfect. Perfect. Congratulations. Well, with all of that in mind, I would just like to give you guys each one last opportunity, final thoughts before we wrap up for today to um, share some wisdom with our listeners on what they can do to make this market a little easier to bear. I may have may have touched on this last week. I just think it's a, you know, right now, you know, the mills have really had really a ton of control, obviously, over the last two and a half years with kind of everything and the the shoes on the other foot now. And I think it's, it's great in the sense for our customers that we can get them what they want, the products they desire, the tallies they need, the stock they need, um, and for the most part, the shipment they need. And we've got the ability to work pricing in and negotiate that and, and advocate for our customers and our sawmills um, to try to you know get everybody on the same page and, and get our customers value price lumber that they haven't seen in a very long time. And I think that's, that's a great advantage right now um, because we've been living in a world where it was the opposite for a long time. So take advantage of that moment. That, that would be, I guess, kind of my, my two cents on that. So I stumbled across one of those little uh, neighborhood, take a book, give a book, leave a book, little things all over Portland, very cutesy, right? Adorable. Woo! Uh, and I pulled one out last night and I thought it was very applicable. It's a book that I haven't cracked yet. It's called Hug Your Customer. And I think that's a mentality that we could all implore over the next 30 days or two weeks until we're recording it at least you know like like we're saying the last couple years have been la la land right we should certainly be thankful for who we have on both sides of the trade customers vendors partners even our competitors if we're if we're being frank about it you know hug your customer hug your family hug your friends just be thankful we're doing what we do i love that ken i appreciate that and i hope our listeners do too it's not all, always going to be all easy going, but I do I do think if we're there for each other, just like I said, teamwork sometimes is the best place to start and end. With that, I think that wraps up our episode for this week. Ken and Justin, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm. As always, I've enjoyed our time together. I'll be a brief and look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. Thanks, Molly. Talk to you soon. See you. You bet. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.